You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to end John Carpenter January with They Live. You, no trouble. Me, fulfillment. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I am editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer, Mr. Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? I should have said we're going to wrap out John Carpenter January. Rap, this is rap, more filmy. Wrap, wrap it up. <sighs> I'm so Fuck. disappointed. No. I, I, you know, I took a week off and now I'm just like, I, you know, I need, to oil, I need to oil up the hinges a little better. Only if we lived in a world where you could do a take two. Hmm. Fuck, man! <laughs> things to think about. We don't edit this podcast. What it's are you talking about? This, uh, this podcast is very live. Yeah, 100%. we don't edit this. Yeah. We should start releasing the video side because it's so easy to, <laughs> that we don't edit. You know. All right, you're going to stop talking right now. Uh, let's just mute Jared, and we are moving on with our introductions. Uh, all right, and we also have DP Mike Griggs. Yo, hello, hello. We have costume designer Kristen Jones. Hi, how are you? I am good, guys. Here we are talking John Carpenter's They Live. I just want to take a minute. We usually don't do this at the front of the show, but guys, this movie only it's cost three. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't jump the gun like that, Jared. This movie only cost three to fucking four million dollars, and it's blowing. It blows my mind every time I watch it. Damn, how'd they pay for all them billboards, though? How'd they, how'd they get the helicopters? <laughs> the bulldozer, the shanty fucking town, the special effects. Not, 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 not enough shooting out of the helicopters still. But. Didn't we say that John Carpenter had like a helicopter that he likes yeah, to fly? Yeah, that was probably his helicopter yeah, flying around. So that I did funny. notice that the helicopter had a camera mount on the front of it. <laughs> it wasn't just like a standard helicopter. No, that was that a was, helicopter. That was a spotlight. Was that a spotlight? It's an, it, uh, the first one's a newscopter with a camera on it, and then the other yeah. one is a spotlight at night. Yeah. Oh, that's Chopper Dave. Okay. All right. I got you. Because the aliens, at <laughs> the, they're at the TV station, right? So yeah, that makes sense. I thought the TV station was underground. No, it, they start underground and work it's, their it's way up. It's just connected. Oh, it's just connected to it. They end on a rooftop, don't they? <laughs> 
Wait, what's happening? They I was upstairs. <laughs> Were you guys watching this? No. No, I wasn't, Brian. <laughs> Completely. I just read the comic, and I'm going to call it good enough. Oh, really? I actually preferred the short story. Holy I, shit, I there's a comic? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a comic. I didn't make it to the short story, but the comic was actually pretty solid. No, no, the, actually, the short story is way better than the comic. I, I believe you. Is yeah. the short story better than the film? Ooh. Jared comes out swinging, and we're all well. Like, I don't know. That's hard to compare. Like the short, the short story is really short. I mean, it's like maybe six pages, if that. I think it's like five and something. Hmm. I should have read it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You would have gotten. You would have spent more time in the world. Is that about it? Did you read it? I didn't read it. That's what oh. I said. Kristen okay. read it. I read the comic. The comic is uh, if if the what is it four or five pages is too long for you, then the comic is right up your alley. It's oh. like, the two comic pages. was two pages. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Give me the spark notes. <laughs> the spark notes. Aliens, the end. <laughs> <laughs> Aliens that look like they're celebrating Aliens. the day of the dead. <laughs> Wake up! The end. I like they the design. Like, they look like day of the dead uh, skeletons. I can see that. Yeah, with I mean, the, like, there, there is a little, and... uh, a little George Romero reference at, at the end. These filmmakers like George Romero and John Carpenter need to stop. Whatever that line is, when they're in the bar and the newscaster's talking. Okay, yeah. Um, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the actual like Mexican like Day of the Dead ceremony where they... Yeah, no, pre- they definitely... They don't look like aliens so much as humans without skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what they were calling them like, behind the scenes was ghouls. They weren't even calling them aliens. What were they called? I, I, did, I did read that they're called something... In the in the short story, what is they're it? They're called it's... fascinators, which fascinators. bothers me because that's a hat. It's a type of hat. Oh, what's a fascinator? <laughs> what kind of hat is that? Uh, it's the hat that like perches on, like it's like the hat that people wear in like Britain that just like perches on your head and has like stuff like up, oh, like, feathers and shit sticking out. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the, a fascinator. the ones that have to be like pinned to your head because they're yeah. too small to actually. There and was I... one of the fascinators wearing a fascinator, uh, telling <laughs> as she was loading things in the back of a car and telling them about something. Right, the old lady. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's... <laughs> she's wearing a fascinator, groceries. right? Yeah. That's very meta. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's what we call a wink. It's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me by this much, Jared. <laughs> It's good to be back. Fascinators on fascinators. Where so, would we be without you, Jared? Uh, I know, right? It's fascinating. Uh, Brian, <clears throat> this is like your favorite John Carpenter movie, I take it. And like, no, is it's this not my one, favorite. Is, is this one that you've been like in love with forever? Is, is this the thing? I, I hear people talk about this movie. Um, it's not the thing, but it is the thing to talk about. Yeah, it's like, it's like one of his biggest like weird ones, right? <laughs> Sorry, it took Brian a second for that one. Yeah, it's it's one of his you know bigger films, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I've always I've I've just always loved this movie because it you know it's it's got fun, goofy, wears its uh, action moviness on its sleeves, and I, the sci-fi stuff is very heavy-handed. But when I saw this as a teenager, you know, man, this was deep. All right, this yeah. blew, this blew my mind. The, you know, it's like, yeah, that's right. It's, it's all about the government, man. They're trying to keep us fucking poor, man. It's fucking aliens. This makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, they even uh, they tried to, to note that since the 1950s or whatever it's been, the the Earth's atmosphere has started to thicken up and uh, the planet's getting hotter. Like, they were literally trying to blame global warming on the aliens. Well, no, they're changing the atmosphere Ch- so they can come live here. Right. They're terraforming the planet. I, 
I thought that was uh, actually a relatively interesting little take. And I like what you don't you never know why the aliens are in, are on the unplanted Earth. They they throw There's out, one like, little throwaway line like There's oh somewhere. no they yeah they're they're just here to consume more planets. Yeah, but they also throw out like a line like uh, we could you know we possibly could be a food source for them and. It's because like, it's like, <laughs> what are you guys coming here? You just coming here to make American dollars? Like, how does that work internationally? Like, when you go to your Looks space port, right? yeah. I think they're yeah. just no. I think they're just colonizers. Like they, it seems like all of the the little alien ghouls, fascinator people, whatever we're calling them, um, they're all just the elite people, and they're working on controlling the masses and making sure the ba- masses do their bidding. And so all of these theories, uh, like like they're here to eat us or whatever like that just sounds like <laughs> like like crazy nonsense like because they're trying this like the the people the the migrant homeless migrant whatever he is is like trying to start a war and so he's just like throwing things out like i don't think they're actually they're just here to live they're here to like live well like you know can you blame them isn't that what we're all here to do well yeah except for the fact that they're in their living well they're forcing everyone else to not live well and that's kind of the problem yeah. I mean, the, they're, they're, they're so good at it, they even set themselves up to get the raises. You know, I love that. I love how he's like, well, you just got to try harder, bro. <laughs> you'll get it next time. Yeah, you'll get it next time, man, when you become a fascinator. <laughs> Maybe they can, like, turn you into one of these things. I mean, it kind of seemed that way. That's kind of. It seemed like that's kind of where he was going towards the end, and, and then the guy shot him, and so we didn't get to play follow that through, which I think... These these movies, and I feel like I would know some people who would subscribe to this in real life, unfortunately. Um, but I feel like you know you're just so busy like trying to like fight against whatever that you're not really listening to them and trying to figure it out. Like there's clearly a system here. Like what is the system and how are you doing it? And I actually I love. I'm sorry that none of you read this short story because I, I know, love that. That he just like walks around and he's like, oh my god, like uh, this is this is the way it is, and he just walks around screaming at people like, wake up, wake up, and his girlfriend is like, what the fuck, I'm already awake, and so he slaps her, which somehow doesn't work, and then like uh, he just keeps screaming at people to wake up, and then you know he he dies, and so I, I love that. I thought that was great. I was like, this is a fucking brilliant short story. <laughs> But I feel like I feel like people would do that, and they're not really taking the time to understand what the fuck is going on. They're just like, "Oh, I bet these people are out to get me, and so I need to to fight." And it's like, let's just take take a deep breath for a second. I mean, I feel like that that as a response is pretty innate to the human experience, right? If if you discover that you've been oppressed or suppressed or or you know held down for the entirety of your conscious existence. And then all of a sudden you discover there's something behind everything that you thought was going on in the world and everything that you have struggled against has has been, you know, revealed to be not just the world being shitty, but actually consciously malevolent. I feel like that's that's a, a reasonable response to be like, what the fuck? This is this is very messed up and I'm not OK with any of it. Are you saying that I am the abnormal one for trying to like figure out how to use it in my favor because i don't think <laughs> no, that's I'm unusual saying, I, Chris, no, I'm you would definitely turn on your species response. you would sell us all out in a heartbeat i'm telling you <laughs> wait you're gonna give me money listen you all in here are the humans who have figured out how to work the system she's up there like tom cruise yeah. with the metal on like fucking like talking to the entire group like with a giant smile on her face 
like we have to be against the suppressive ones. <laughs> like <laughs> we must be fascinators. <laughs> we should aspire to all be fascinators as humans. It should be fascinating. <laughs> we should all be fascinated. And also, we should all wear fascinators. Like, what's? Why aren't we doing that? Yeah, dude, totally. That's that was their actual plan. I wish we all four of us were wearing them now. Bring them back. Yeah. I do like the the fact that the there's humans that sell them out or well, join yeah, with the, the uh, if, if they're going to give you everything. It's it's like the it's like the guy in the Matrix who eats the steak. He's like Joey Joey Pants. Is bliss. He's like fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living no. good, man. Why Why is the only solution to go to war? Like, I don't understand that. Or just kill them all instantly. Like, fucking dude's like, oh, you look weird to these glasses. Boom. It could be like, he, he doesn't even, like, give it a second to see if it's real. Or yeah, he's just like, yeah. whoa, all this shit's fucking crazy. I'm, no, I might be that's tripping not balls. true. He's, he's, he sits down at the, uh, at the newsstand. He's, he's, like, picking up the magazine and touching it. Like that's the different like that you know he sees the billboards and then he goes to the newsstand and then that's when he sees the alien and then he goes yeah. into the supermarket and then when he just kind of snaps when he sees that uh <laughs> the, I, I guess it's supposed to be like a senator or maybe it's a news talk show and he's talking about yeah people are ready to believe in the government systems and he's just like oh my god he just starts laughing to himself I knew it he goes snaps. all the way to the top <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hold on. Here's the thing. Let's go. Well, can we go back to the war thing? Because you're not just fighting the fascinators. You also have to fight all of the humans, which we see when he gets into a fist fight with the dude who doesn't want to put the sunglasses on. And it's like, bro, just walk away. Like, why are you doing this? Like, just go find somebody else. Like, like he's not <laughs> fighting like every like every single person until yeah, he finds was- his like AA support group. But like that's <laughs> later on in the movie. They find him, or that just pops up out of nowhere. I was like, what? <laughs> we missed the part where he found, like, the flyer in the street. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, can you see them? And that's all it says. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I can. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can only see that if you're wearing the glasses. It only works with the glasses. You know, he walks by, and he's like, oh, he can read the flyer, you know. He's going to pull one of the tabs. Because somehow the woman who found the glasses got there, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's explained because she's a she's a plant. She's a mole, you know. Oh yeah, I know. But I'm yeah. just saying, at the time when you see her, you're like, you know, what? Was, no, the only time I ever think that is when Keith David shows up in the alley because, like, he's oh out of nowhere, yeah. yeah. And it's like, wait, how did you know this guy was how, in the alley? How did you know that this alley was here? Yeah, it's not like you were following him. He he spent all that time in the truck, and then Keith David just rounds the corner and gives him his like a week well, of pay or what, something. Well. There's another side story that you don't know, Brian, is that he's actually in love with him because he initially asked him, hey, man, you, you, got, a, you got a place to stay tonight. You know, so you, what you don't know is there's a whole there was a whole through line that they cut out. Where it was he the was 80s. Actually, they couldn't show it. Yeah. But they shot it. You know, it's because it was interracial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Yeah. The director said that the performance was kind of shitty and that's why it hit the floor. But it really was because of race. Fortunately. Man, I love that fight scene. It's so it's so like WWF, you know. Well, I it's mean, almost like one of them as a wrestler or something. Yeah, come on, bro. They even did the setups, you know, where he's like, oh, and he's like lit down. You know, he comes over and grabs the head and like drags him. I was like, oh man, he's about to throw him on the ropes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the, the first cop, like he takes out, he clotheslines him. Yeah, he yeah. does. I was like, holy shit, man. I guess if you're gonna bring a wrestler in, you should fucking wrestle. Oh, is he yeah. a wrestler? Is that why he's so like 
giant. It's Rowdy Roddy Piper. Yeah. Uh, okay. The music video for the Goonies. <laughs> uh, we talked about him on there. Thank you, Kristen, <laughs> for, for being one of the normal folk among he's, us. He's Rowdy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> rowdy, no. Uh, no. Um, That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. God, um, is he Canadian? I have no idea. He, 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 says, a, he says sorry. Yeah. He, he says sorry. Yeah, he does. A little about... And like it's like he's putting he's putting on a, a voice when he says, uh, "I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum." It's like this doesn't sound like his voice in the rest of it, you know. That's actually his line too. It's like from him, like a, I guess he had like a notebook full of wrestling insults. Of course and he did. He's a professional wrestler. That's his whole job. Is like, all right, so uh, I got to say something quippy here. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Carpenter went through those, and he's like, "Oh, this is a great line." I'm, yeah, let me add that in. It is a good fucking line. Is this guy an actor? Is, does he do stuff? Uh, this was has his first lead role. Okay, let me, cl- let me clip on, click on him and, and see he what did, he's known for. That he did a really terrible movie before this called. Uh, oh, what is that? Uh, Hell comes to Frogtown. Yes. Oh my god. It, and it's, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Because that sounds amazing. It's about <laughs> frog people. <laughs> That are like uh, trying to get the last women on Earth. <laughs> it's- Guys, the poster of this is frog people. Like think, think like okay, think the frog thing in in the Mandalorian that that had the babies. Think <laughs> her holding machine guns in, in a Mad Max setting. That's pretty accurate. Uh, <laughs> oh my Holy god! Holy shit! Hell comes to Frogtown. Trapped in a nuclear wasteland, surrounded by mutants, Sam Hell has a mission to fertilize as many women as possible. It's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. What the fuck? It's a porn? (laughs) No. I'm here to fuck and kill frogs. And I'm all out of frogs. (laughs) Guess I'll fuck the frogs. Wait, fertilize as many women. Are are you a woman? Are you a woman frog? Okay, so that's All where right, he came from. So I, I thought he did good in this movie. Come on, you got you got to give it to him. He, he looks this like is a chubby bad. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah, man! Oh man! Oh, he kind of reminded me of like a really bad Kurt Russell. Kurt yeah. Russell should have been in yeah. this. Yeah, with Kurt Russell's I like terrible long hair. They didn't have the, the budget for Kurt Russell. I mean, I get it. They have to settle for the frog guy, but this movie would have been amazing with Kurt Russell. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I don't know, man. I kind of like the fact that the wrestler's in it, man. It just it works better. I don't. Well, you wouldn't have that like wrestling scene, but <laughs> no, it just it, okay. Like he fits better with Keith David as like a homeless person. Like just look wise, he looks like a construction worker. Kurt Russell is just I don't care how much dirt you put on him, he's just too pretty. There's nothing wrong with pretty people, first of all. And second of all... <laughs> what, pretty I, I people start crying. I'm like, oh too. my god! <laughs> but second of all... <laughs> even a beard, like all the other Carpenter movies. Just like the we fade. get it, Kristen. You're pretty, damn. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, you didn't have to say it. I think everyone knew. But anyway... That's, uh... um... <laughs> Put that in the savage cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, no, no. But the other thing, though, is that I was noticing again in this movie that, like, the homeless people don't really look that homeless. And I'm wondering, like, <laughs> were the 80s just prosperous for everyone? Or was it like, a, whole a town. movie thing? Well, you know, but, like, you have, like, you know, homeless towns now, and that's not what they look like. They're not, they don't have access to, like, gyms like that. And, like, pretty, like, TV. I know he was wearing, like, <laughs> plaid and stuff, but, like, you know, that's not. 
Plaid it, a homeless shirt color? was like very like he, new. He wasn't like necessarily homeless before that. In this he was sense. a migrant. He, yeah, he specifically said in the the job interview what? thing where he's like, "I just came from from Colorado. I worked there for ten years, and everything just dried up. So I came here looking for something different." So presumably he had some amount of of at least getting by enough money. I don't think he has, so. He man. has a whole pack full of tools. The first scene he's coming. I think the reason we start at the train tracks is like he came in town off of a train. He's like yeah. Rambo. Yeah. No, but the thing is, is like if you go to like a construction camp with migrant workers today, they're not going to look that pretty. Okay. Like they look rough because they're migrants and they don't really have a home. Like that's the kind of the thing, you know? They have more money than like homeless people, but like they're still like moving and, you know, they don't really have access to a lot of stuff. Same thing. Rambo could buy the burger and the fries. Rambo, at the beginning of Rambo, opens exactly like this movie coming into town. Uh, same shots, you know, but Rambo gets like it turned away. It is not away. the same shots, bro. But but uh, Nat, Nada, Mr. Piper, gets welcomed into the tribe. Does he get welcomed into the tribe? Uh, no, Keith David takes him in. Uh, he, yeah, he, he takes him in. But no, man, everybody there is kind of cool. He, like he kind of he gets along I mean, with everybody. They're he, all chill. Yeah, they're all like you're in the food line just like we are. So you know, yeah, whatever. I'd be kind of mad if I would like live there forever and there's this new guy and he's up there getting extra servings of peas. I'd be like, bro. <laughs> You just got here and you get yeah. two servings of peas? You're like third in line. Leave I some fucking for the love rest of peas. Us. We he don't get peas even... every day. You know, but like he's not even like supposed to work because it's like a union job. Like they told him he couldn't be there and he was like, no, fuck He this. threatened. Yeah, no, he threatened to fucking talk about the illegals that were working there. Yeah. So. No, he so didn't he... threaten to talk about it. That, that's letting that was him very know. implied, Brian. No, he wasn't threatening. He saw that they also are hiring illegals. So he's like, oh, well, obviously I'll be able to get a job here. That's why he smiled at the dude and said, can I speak to the, the what, shop steward? Is that what that was implying? Because I looked at it and said, oh, if this is a union job and you have 15 guys just standing around, then he can join the union. <laughs> or he can be an extra person working while the union, quote unquote, guys are just standing around. I don't that, think that's what they were trying to say. I think they showed ethnic people and they were like, he was like, oh. Well, apparently I'm hiring too people cheap. So. Either way, he got the job. <laughs> he worked for a week and didn't get paid. No, no, the, uh, like, uh, Keith David comes out and, like, you know, he's like, he throws money, money at him. He's like, here, I've paid my whore, just like a Moulin Rouge. Um. <laughs> yeah, why, why, do they give, why do they give him the guy's week worth of pay? Like, he's just like, oh, I'm going to give it to him. Sure you are, dude. Sure Because he's are. in love with him, Mike. <laughs> you don't understand. We've been living together for four days. I now. don't know if they're, he's in love. Like, I don't know. I'm that, just making a joke, right? That, when that shit happens at the shantytown, man, like. There's there is a really weird moment where they they make eye contact and they see each other and then Frank's just like no man he's like fuck you I ain't crossing the bulldozer police line to get over to you and they that's they they kind of separate then he's like hold me <laughs> can't make it over there bro <laughs> and he didn't come back into the movie until uh, that fist fight scene. stop making this fanfic happen bro <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't I didn't write notes this week Brian so I'm. <laughs> having to riff the entire time so I'm, I'm gonna linger on things like this the whole show no but like honestly i think he makes a great point i can totally see it it makes a lot of sense i knew i knew you'd back me up Kristen. we could start an entire slash fiction uh from they live it's called they live together <laughs> oh man that is so bad that's, that's so bad i think i'm gonna start laughing again god damn it <laughs> We can rebuild the shanty town. <laughs> I, 
I do want to say uh, before before we go on break, before an, another um, love story uh, fanfic gets written <laughs> or continued, I should say. Um, I did get to see this uh, on 4K. Scream Factory put out a, a 4K, and man, um, I was extremely impressed with this fucking transfer. Like, there's shots now that you can see when it's raining. Like, oh, you, like the opening shots. Yeah, I, I, dude, I, when he's walking, it's totally raining. Never noticed. Is that it before. really? Yeah, yeah. It did not look like it was raining. Holy shit! I don't think I noticed that either. I saw a, a DVD copy, so it's. You know, um, I watched it on the Peacock. Oh, it's oh, free! Nice. It's free. Was that, did did it they have it? commercials? They did have commercials. Yes. Oh, I can't do that. Well. <laughs> did they inter did they intercut the commercials or play them before and after? No. So they had like four commercials in the first half of the movie, and they were all like thirty seconds. So it was. Were they all bad. the same? No, they were different. I love when they do that. They play the same commercial. Like, yeah, you know, this is not Hulu. Times. Okay, this is <laughs> like if you're gonna make me watch this, at least like break it up or something. Like, fuck, I'm sure you can dig into my history and find more shit to advertise to me. <laughs> Marry and reproduce. Yeah, obey. <laughs> Consume. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no independent thought. Huh? Welcome to Hulu. Marry and reproduce. That one hasn't been working on me yet. I mean, they, they need to get me a little harder with that one. <laughs> You're not going to the right hotel rooms. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I never go to hotel rooms. That's the problem. Fuck. I'm messing up. Turn the TV on while you're having, like, the most boring sex ever. <laughs> Swear to God, like, the chick's almost asleep and the guy's just... Well, he's a fascinator. He, he's not very, you know... He's What's like, wrong, baby? He was so fascinated. <laughs> yeah. He was so fascinated with himself. Let's be honest. He's probably, like poked out or like oh, he's on something like he doesn't have lips like so it's definitely coke then that's what we're yeah, thinking yeah. And he just kind of like rubs his, those giant nostrils in the pile you know but they don't do it up their nose they like you have to do it in the, the star in the middle of their eye <laughs> see this is how fascinator gets off have you seen this new coke <laughs> I would like to see a movie about all of this. Like, this sounds, like, very interesting. Like, this is why you need to, like, make friends with the people who are trying to colonize you, okay? That's true. They could have better drugs. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely have Ghostbuster props that they talk about. Oh, my God. There's the Ghostbusters fucking thing that Egon's walking around with. What the fuck is that? (laughs) The the, the the PKE uh, meter? Is that what what it's called? Yeah. EKG meter. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it EKG? I thought it was PK. Or no, no. PK, what is it? Uh, PKE, right? Fuck, I don't remember. Are you talking about their little uh, radio that they were talking to? No, the thing on? with the fucking yeah, lights yeah, that yeah. goes up yeah. and comes down. Yeah, they're and like, comes oh, up. He's, he's upstairs. He's going out. He's going outside. They're, oh, yeah, they're, they're using it kind of yeah. like a, like it's a radio. Yeah. Oh, they were totally yeah. using it as radio, bro. Was, yeah. It kills me, <laughs> especially when the guys are up top. They're like, no, we're gonna be right here. It's just flashing with the little lights going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a goofy tricorder. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I looked at it and I was like, kind of looks familiar. <laughs> And it, apparently, I need to watch Ghostbusters again. That's like, you should. Why the fuck did they use that prop, man? That was a huge movie, and it's only like four years later. It, oh, or at least like turn it over or something. So it's okay, again, the budget was like three million dollars. So. Touche, touche. Somebody had those lying around in a box somewhere. And it's so probably it like, somebody like me who hasn't seen the movie and is like, "This is cool." Oh, you <gasps> haven't seen Ghostbusters? You've never seen Ghostbusters, <laughs> Kristen. No. Well, listeners requested for February. No, we've already done it, and I wasn't a part I of it. That makes me angry. We did one and two. We've already done it. it so, if you guys, if you need suggestions on what to suggest, let me know. You know, I have some. 
you know, me and uh, and Mike and Kristen could just do the Ghostbusters ourselves. Oh, there's an idea. <laughs> the movie crew after dark. <laughs> That'd probably be best because all I do is sit down and quote the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to the beginning, I didn't notice the rain, but I thought the opening sequence was so cool, the way they set it up um, with all the trains, and it kind of reminded me of Mystery Train a little bit, but um, yeah, it actually like made me want to watch this movie. I feel like a lot I mean, of intros are super boring and long, and I'm just like, that's nice. You've set the tone. Can we move on? But this one, I was like, this is cool. Yeah, the first shot you see of him uh, is kind of this long shot with him walking toward the camera that's completely out of focus. And um, but he's it laughing is. to himself as he's kind of like he's, he's 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 very amused with himself as he's walking through. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> what? yeah. I was like, no, he was. No, watch that. Yes, go bro, back and I watch watched, it again. Bro. I've seen this movie plenty of times. He is not laughing at himself. <laughs> he's, just, he's he's got this amused kind of thing about him. I watched it like an hour ago. What are okay, you talking about? wait. Are you like, suggesting then that he has like a mental illness and maybe <sighs> all of this is in his head and there there's is. not? There no, it's is. all in the glasses. <laughs> right. Well, in the glasses then, like, because if he's laughing to himself and he does have kind of a weird attitude and he's very entitled, as we already discussed. Uh, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that someone who can be by themselves and find something amusing just implies that there's something <laughs> mentally wrong with them? Oh, I laugh at myself all the time. <laughs> when they're walking down train tracks, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm going to put it out there. Like, may, yeah, you might. Not always, mm. but. I think that's uh, I think it's a little harsh because. Speaking as one who has great conversations with himself. As you walk down the train tracks. No. No. (laughs) Okay, well, look, all I'm saying is, is like, if you enjoy doing this, then, like, maybe we should have you evaluated. Like, that's all I'm going to say. Well, if I find sunglasses, they'll let me see people in a different light. And you instantly, like, pick up a gun and want to shoot them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I walk into a bank and the first thing that I decide to do is shoot all the the alien-looking people in a bank... Just make sure you have a really cool one-liner before you unload. And make sure that you have a shotgun that can shoot really long distances and not hit other people yeah. around other people. At all. <laughs> in the slightest. Yeah. Holy shit. What a cool the, shotgun. The tightest Wait, spread no, shotgun you know, ever. Hold on. Because I feel like, I mean, that's his whole thing is like, oh, they're not really people. But like, I feel like if we can extrapolate this into our current day, like, you like I feel like there are certain sects of the population who feel that other parts of the population are not people and you can't just go around killing them okay like that's not a good defense <laughs> I mean I feel like honestly that's the crux of this entire movie that there's one particular group of people that are in power and it's all secret and they're getting some people some humans to be with them in this secret power and it's you know, prospering those specific groups of people that are willing to sell out everyone okay. else that is their kind. I mean, <laughs> but is that a secret? I feel like it's very obvious. And I feel like there are a lot of people who are happy to keep their head down and keep working because they don't want to deal with any of it. Just like there are other people who are happy to like, you know, work with the fascinators. And so it's not, none of this is a secret. No one is like shocked that this is going on. Like if you're surprised that there are people in power who will do whatever they can to hold on to power, like I've got some really bad news for you. Cause that's, I mean, that's just kind of how the world works. Yeah, I think that's the kind of point no. of the whole movie though. Right? Yeah, no, that is, right? that's yeah. the, that's the crux but of the whole movie. But that's what I'm saying is it's, it's, it's we like can a... extrapolate this now. Hold on. No, because like, I understand the point is like, Oh, the elites control the world, but like, if we we can also look at this and go, oh well, 
But like there, there's there, like you know, like 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 uh, like white supremacists think that other groups control the world and that uh, those groups must be eliminated. So that and it's just like, well, hold on, like where do we draw the line here of who's in charge and who's not, and what is like actually happening and what is actually a problem? Well, I think that's that's kind of the implied point of the movie is is I I was going to go in the direction of white supremacy of that there are people who are setting up themselves in some form of of unconscious government and trying to control things without people being aware of their being controlled Uh, like the fact that it's all subliminal messages and you have to have special fucking glasses to see that the billboard that's selling a trip to the caribbean is actually marry and reproduce all the fucking magazines on on the the newsstand are all actually black and white messages the, the the implication is is that there are people who are trying to control you without your knowledge, without your willingness, without your awareness. And I don't know. I thought this was a really really intriguing concept as a whole. That's why I think this movie is so great, man. It works t- today as well as when it came out. When this movie came out, this is very much a response to trickle down uh, Reagan's trickle down economics, right? Of the eighties. Yeah. So this is his response to that. Obviously, like all you know, the 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 fascinators. I mean, if you want to call them the Republican Party. That's pretty much what they are in the film, regardless of like what you think of that. And you can take this whole thing now today, and we can apply social news. We can apply QAnon, white supremacists, all of this stuff. We don't have just one box now to put this movie in a metaphor now. We have so many different things to contextualize it with. Okay. I That's totally why it's so awesome. Agree. And I, I love this movie and I do think it's still very relevant. Um, all I'm saying is I think it's really dangerous to ally your, like with, with, with the wrestler because he's like, oh, I'm waking up and I see what, what they're doing to me. And all I'm saying is, is like, you don't know the, I don't, I, and obviously, okay, the fascinators seem maybe like, ah, come on now. Like, look, if I'm going to go on vacation to the Bahamas, I'm going to get fucked. Like, come on. Like, what? I don't, I don't have a problem with that subliminal message. Is that, is that really a subliminal message? Come on. But like, You're going to come back carrying child. That's only half of the uh, subliminal message there. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Oh, now you're picking and choosing which subliminal message you <laughs> The follow. reproduce part is okay, but the marry part is less okay. I mean, come on. No, but all I'm saying is, is like, I feel like any group can look at that wrestler and identify with him. Like, like white supremacists, Republicans, especially now with the whole QAnon thing and the Trump and the failed insurrection and all of this can look at this wrestler and go, oh, we are him. We're fighting these people. And so that's the only reason that I think that this can be slightly danger not danger you know what i mean like like i feel like it's not as black and white as it's trying to be i feel like because reality is subjective black and white parts where you're actually seeing through the glasses and everything is actually black and white no i think they just did that because they didn't have any money i think that's kind of dumb no i I thought it was actually a really really good allegory like you're finally waking up to see the world in black and white (laughs) i think it was creepier in black and white and then and then it makes it more of an impact when at the end you actually see the the fascinator right. and it's full in, fascinating in color. Uh, color. Yeah. Okay. No, but to continue where Kristen is talking about, um, I, I'm inclined to agree with you and to sort of maybe reiterate in a better articulated way from what I was trying to say earlier. I think that Nada's character, the guy who's not named the protagonist, I think he's, he's the, the base instinctual reaction, the unthinking reaction that is mm. 
the response to this kind of, of, of new awareness. Maybe Keith David's character is a little bit more like, hey, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, let's think this through. Like, what are you like? Yeah, he goes along with him and he is part of, of the insurrection, if you want to call it that, against these aliens that are, are controlling everything. But he he isn't quite so like, I'm just going to fuck everything up just because everything's new and different. Hold on, though. I don't think we get to call it an insurrection and apply that when it's an evading species. Okay. <laughs> Extra, All right, that's fair. Yeah, that's a, that's a terrible word choice. They're, All right. they're not from here. <laughs> but I you do like that. Where you came from. <laughs> yes. I do yes. like that he's like the unthinking point of view, which is why I don't really necessarily identify with him and like champion him yeah no yeah he doesn't think at all he just no just reacts. yeah just because he's the protagonist doesn't mean that you as the audience need to identify and and you know feel what he's feeling yeah yeah i i would i would contest that that's quite often the case for a lot of films like just because a person is the perspective that we're seeing the story through doesn't mean that you should be able to directly relate with their experience well that's true but typically not always of course but typically the protagonist is the per is the hero and the person that you're supposed to root for yeah oh so we're seeing it through his eyes but i do like that john carpenter takes he takes a minute so like in the short story george nada is is the main character and he he tells everybody to just like look at see the aliens next to you and murder them and yeah. oh actual war breaks out and in this movie everybody is just awoken and it, all we get is their immediate reaction, and then it's credits roll. So we, we don't know that a war happens. We don't know how these other people are reacting. We just get that very first stage of shock. Did, did they explain how people can just see it without glasses now? Did they, they Was well, there the, like some kind of force field that, that they had up and then that you can just— Whatever force was coming through the TV was, was disrupted. Clouding everyone's vision? Yeah. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Why well, can you see them now at the end of the movie? Because they shot the TV signal. And that's like, that's, okay. Yeah, that's. Fucking with our brains. Yeah, that, yeah they, they said that in the movie. Like when um, George Buck Flowers, the, the homeless guy, that plays the homeless guy in every movie. He's the homeless guy in Back to the Future. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he is. Uh, he was in Star <laughs> Man. Crazy, crazy, crazy drunk driver. Crazy drunk driver. <laughs> yeah, he's in Star Man playing the cook, uh, driving Jeff Bridges. Um Anyway, yeah, when he's down there giving him the tour, he's like, yeah, this is where the signal goes out, you know. I think it's going out through some kind of signal. Don't they communicate through, like, watches at some point? That's Those are two-way radio. <laughs> yeah, and also it, it opens a portal into the, the you know, upside down. Or that or that place the, in us the, that's just the right grid below the, under the, the ground. TV. Yeah. Under the city. All right, I think we need to take a break. <laughs> 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 need to turn these frowns upside down. We're going to take a break. We're going to watch a trailer for John Carpenter's They Live. Masters! What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blinded us to the truth! Take a look. They are safe. As long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are or where they came from, but we gotta no, stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them. They're everywhere. Our owner. We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business. Ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. 
We're back. That was the trailer for John Carpenter's They Live. They. <laughs> Not the worst trailer in the world. No, it's a cool trailer. It didn't really capture the tone of the movie, though. No, it didn't. Mm-mm. It showed all the cool stuff, though. All the special effecty stuff. Including the chew bubblegum. But it kept out the alien stuff, though. You only got that one shot at the very end. I, yeah, kinda, I like that. No, like yeah. the first shot is, is them jumping on the, the intergalactic like transporter beam thing. Yeah, but you don't see they face. Yeah. That's true. It just it's just they space face. and a dude in an armor. <laughs> or not armor, wow, army army garb, whatever. What is they face? <laughs> Day of the Dead Skull with big eyes. Day of the eyes. Dead Skull with big eyes. Uh no there's definitely no lips and they no still kind of like have a stilted mouth when they talk. It's kind of like they've all been chewing peanut butter. I love it when they talk, man, because like you can kind of see. It, you I know see it's it the, moving. Yeah, the prosthetics, like you can see, like the yeah. the rubber is like bunching up, but it actually works really well. It's creepy. It's definitely creepy. Got one who can see here. I just don't know why you don't have that Halloween costume. Uh man, you know, I don't, I don't really do Halloween costumes. What? Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Sorry. Why? You you have a you have life size stormtroopers behind you. And you don't do... I don't know. He's a little short for a stormtrooper. <laughs> it's really deep in the distance, uh, Griggs. Uh, like <laughs> Sorry, that was a deep cut. That's not yeah. how perspective works. <laughs> <laughs> it's next to that uh, AT-AT over there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I have kids, so we mostly do Halloween costumes with the kids. You know. Yeah, you should dress up with your kids. Like, What are you saying? Okay, so I, well, I, I, got, I have a Kylo Ren outfit, I, you know. I, I, so you know, I, so I guess you have I do a that. Helmet, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh no! It, okay, I'm going to stop. Let's get off this conversation. This is just <laughs> guys are stro- destroying all my street cred. Okay. <laughs> if I had any, it's all gone. They took it. Um. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they live. What does they live mean? They live. We sleep. I think it's a spoiler because in the in the. Um... The short story, dude dies. Something <laughs> uh, oh. aliens win. <laughs> well, he dies in this one too. But the does he, but does he die? In the, I don't remember. He gets, yeah, shot. he gets shot. It's because he doesn't know oh, how to shoot a gun. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but but it's not okay. I didn't get that he like totally died. Well, there was a tiny little splash of blood behind his head, <laughs> and then the roof blew up. Come on. Well, you can survive that in a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's Touché. a movie. It's a movie about aliens. I don't think anyone's dead until they say, like, very explicitly, like, this person is dead. And was that green laser coming in or going out? I, I would assume that's the signal that they're using to broadcast. I, I would assume that's, that's the going end out. of the signal. Yeah, it's like it got yeah, cut yeah, because, off. So you see it finishing. When I f- first saw it, I had to rewind it. I was like, wait, did the aliens just blow up their own stuff? Would they send a little laser beam in there? 
Or, but I was thinking, okay, no, that was the end of the signal, maybe. Or was that? Yeah, it was definitely the aliens blowing up their own satellite that that they were trying to protect. That doesn't make what. (laughs) <laughs> the green the green beam doesn't make any sense, Brian. Why couldn't I see the green beam anyway? Oh, because Because now, you had to visualize it. Now it's blowing up, so like now you can see a little bit of the beam. Maybe there was a cloaking device and he no, shot no, no, that no. with his little it, I just I just made pistol. it make sense in my head. It's the same reason we can see the lizard people now is you know, the the weird undead looking <laughs> aliens. <laughs> uh it, you know, the reason we can see them now is the reason that for that last second you could see the beam. So basically, what I'm saying is, if I would have thought about it for at least ten seconds, I could have probably figured it out. But I was That's like, why they uh, cut me I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really, I, man, I super loved like this movie, man. I, I love how it shot. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling the love here. <laughs> what did you get? I mean, what, what did you guys think of this? I mean, I, I bought the premise pretty quickly. I thought the it ringing was, endorsement. Yeah, I, I thought it was super fun. I, I mean. The protagonist character, the un, the unnamed guy that we only know as Nana based on the credits. Duke Nukem. <laughs> I thought he was the worst part of this movie, which sounds insulting, but is actually, I think, a pretty good no, level bro, of, no. of, like, because he was, I thought he was really good. And everything else in the film that he's reacting to and responding to was, was fantastic. Yeah, the only thing that I didn't buy from from him was when he was like walking around looking like he was fucking drunk for no reason. Like when after he puts that? on the after he puts on the glasses, like I have like three notes on it. Like he's ju- this jilted walking. He's oh, because like, it's like a drug. He's, he's like in falling shock. into the wall and stuff like that, and like spinning around. And yeah, like it, it's overwhelming. It's like have you ever seen those videos of people who put the glasses on and they get to see color for the first time and they start crying and shit and it gets overwhelming. He yeah, even says like, that to the other guy. He's like, "Be careful, like this." It'll is give too you much. a big head. Yeah, no, it's I, like a I knife to that. the brain. It just, it's like it's like explained much later, and he just he's walking. It looks like he's really, really just laying on the like. All right, this is the part where I have to be all fucked up. Okay, no, John Carpenter wrestler, was off screen okay? going, going. You're, you're disoriented. <laughs> it's over. It's overwhelming, Roddy. It's overwhelming. I don't know. I felt like he was a little too rowdy in those situations. He's too rowdy in those situations. Not like the whole movie. <laughs> Well, okay, all right, all right. That and then and then every time he holds a gun, he's like just he's doing the action movie trope where he's just like waving it back and forth. Like no That's one aims 80s a gun, gun in this movie. I bought yeah. that because he's a little crazy. Well, and literally when they're walking through the building, he puts his hand on he doesn't hold like the front of the gun to make it like steady. He puts it on the top to make sure it doesn't like bounce up or whatever. And I was just like has nobody ever seen how to hold a fucking gun in this movie before? Like, Bro, like I'm never watching homeless. Commando okay, with your on. ass. You would just ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me enjoy Arnold Schwarzenegger holding two machine guns at the same time. I don't care what he can shoot. I mean, did you see was that before or after Terminator when he actually learned how to hold fucking weapons and and was lauded for his his application of how he shoots all the guns in those movies. Well, okay, hold up. Now, you know, when you're a terminator, you can hold the gun however you want, you know. That's like a paperweight to you. Cuz cuz there's like a guidance <laughs> system that's in play yeah. that helps, you know, aiming, you know. It's kind of a It's like RoboCop. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. You're under arrest. Dead or alive. <laughs> you're coming with me. God, that's a great movie too, man. I thought this movie was really entertaining. Um it felt I, I guess I felt the low budgetness of it. Like there's just some like really hokey shit. Like like when anytime we get a large cr- a crowd of of people, 
um, or whatever, it just feels very hokey. Especially like when when the police come in and do a fucking raid and just start fucking waylaying motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I also <laughs> that, that wrote a note on that. Really as well. <laughs> fake. Uh, so they do these long shots, you know, uh, where you, he's like walking by and you're seeing, you know, and the cops are doing this really bad choreography that it feels like it's slightly too slow. I was thinking that maybe they could have sped that up a little bit. I thought that was something. ominous. You didn't, you didn't think, think that it like felt like stage play, like stage play fighting? I mean, no, I I like that slow walk and they it, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about the them them the police beating up, you know, while the guys trying to read out of the Bible or whatever. Slams him up against the wall. The police and, brutality on the blind preacher. Yeah, and then uh and then it goes around and he finds the dude hiding behind the wall. Dude, that He's was like, all done come. in one shot. I thought that looked really fucking good. You didn't think that? Oh man, yeah. I thought it looked really good too, Brian. I know. No, it looked it looked good. It just, it, it, I guess it's just I'm feeling the time or whatever. Like, like I, I now I guess we would just make it more brutal. <laughs> it's, it's, it didn't feel. It just felt like it was too slow. It, it felt like it felt like people were hitting marks and like you know it felt and like in and like waiting to go you know and then they go when the camera gets there and I don't know. Go back and watch it with that aspect, Brian. Bro, that's every single John Carpenter movie. You can even go back and think about Halloween when we're thinking about that. Just think about how John Carpenter lets things breathe. Prince of Darkness, like characters just looking at that green ooze and container, uh, how they walk. And even when we were talking about Prince of Darkness like um, last week where they do those like just wide shots, right, uh, where we can't hear characters talk and then we cut in closer and then we hear that conversation. Carpenter has this very like, I guess it is like old school aesthetic, but it is like he was he's influenced by Howard Hawks and those guys and that's how films were made. You know, that's that's kinda why he likes making westerns. Like that's what he grew up on. You know, and he wants to make westerns and when he's making films, westerns aren't popular anymore, so this is how he did it. Um so if you think about that, I mean, I don't know, it it fits. Like I mean I understand what you're saying. Like even like when he get when he's uh, Roddy Piper's getting the guns out of the car there's that shot where he's getting that shotgun and it, it the camera holds all the way until like he gets the shotgun and then shuts the door. In modern cinema, yeah. the minute that gun is out of that holster, we're cut and we would be on that side shot with him that walking doesn't out. Bug me. <clears throat> what I'm saying is more I, I I felt the play fighting is what I'm saying. It felt too slow. Like like they like they were hitting the yeah, the beats. Because yeah, you're giving the audience like all you're you're giving the audience every moment to recognize everything. Like even when the kid goes around, you're when saying you, it's a choice. It's yeah, it's a just, total choice. Like when he comes around okay. that corner and you see the little kid frightened, like there's like a yeah. solid beat before Roddy Piper even puts his hand puts out. Puts his to hand extent. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so we're giving the audience a minute to recognize. And even though we're not seeing Roddy's face, which is probably for the benefit of the movie, right, right there. <laughs> so his epic hair, bro. <laughs> oh my God. His hair. Yeah, it looked like he had some Kurt Russell envy. Yeah, for he sure. He was trying yeah. to get there. He just couldn't pull it off. It's a little less business and a little more party. You know what I'm saying? Because when they show a picture of him on the TV as the fugitive or whatever, and he's got short hair, he looks just like a young Jerry Lawler. Like That's just what wrestlers look oh, like. Oh, shit. That, that's who it was that I was trying to place the entire time. Yeah. Jerry the King Lawler. I don't watch wrestling at all, man. I'm not really into wrestling. I just, you know, I, I know a lot of people who are, so... Can we talk about his uh, the whole the whole scene with Holly or whatever her name was? Yeah, the, Crystal the Blue first, Eyes, the first female character that's ever like responding realistically. She's really? like, "What sort the fuck of. are you doing in in my car?" Yeah, and then he's like, "A gun on her, take me home. I'd really rather not." 
And then oh, that was she, funny. She walks him into the house and she's like, I'm going to get a fucking drink because goddamn, dude. He's like, all right, all right. And then she takes the wine bottle and just hits him over the head. I well, was like, on, yes. Out that window. Before, before that, though, <laughs> I loved awesome. it because he's like, can you just look through the glasses and tell me that you see this? And she goes, you know, I'm going to tell you whatever you yes, want. Yes, that was the fucking <laughs> best line ever. Like, obviously, I'm going to tell you I see it. Like, why would I tell you not? You have a goddamn gun in my face. Great. And then, yes, she knocks him out the window. That was amazing. But then I feel like it's ruined because at the AA meeting, he, she like they why he sees her and instead of being like you 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 hit me with a bottle and knocked me out of like a two-story window three whatever it was however high up they were he's just like oh my god hi and she's like oh my god i thought i killed you and he's like oh my god i'm fine i thought you did too he's and like, I was like, like, yeah. he's like <laughs> he sees her from across the room hang on i gotta go talk to somebody yeah i was like what's up with, what's, what's going what? on with this what what, what? okay that's why so now they're in love because it. she's the other female character. I was like, you just, you just ruined that entire like perfect well, scene. I don't remember what happened between him and the other guy at the beginning of the movie, but clearly their love was forbidden, and so he had to move on to the woman because that's what was expected. And so she's got yeah, this no, mysterious he like Christie Alley kind of thing going, like you know. I really okay. Like I'm, I, I mean, I have blue eyes, so like I can say this, but like I hate her blue eyes. They're so blue. They're like they look de- like de- demonic, kind of. Like, they do. She, she looks. She them? has a she has a strangeness about her, and, and yeah. she looks like she's kind of like um, spacey or something. Like she's kind of like no. She looks like a demon. Yeah, maybe she looks. Maybe she's a demon. <laughs> her eyes almost look green, almost. Yeah, it's like a it's a light blue. Like they almost uh, don't have any pigment at all. Yeah. They're like crystal clear. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a thing, but like with like albinos, but like it's a thing, but it's just, you don't usually see it on TV. Be like, stop. Could so you if stop anyone, hold on. Like if anyone is actually <laughs> listening to this and has like these light blue eyes and, and or is albino, like you don't look demonic. I'm just saying like it's in line. Of the <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> Because like how she, you know like she has she I don't know she, I feel like she goes back and forth she's a yeah anyway her character's weird is it weird I don't think it's that weird I mean like she's okay. getting kidnapped and then yeah he leaves glasses right obviously she's like undercover for these aliens uh, or she's going to be right she you know I don't know it just it it plays right like they're just they're a little flirty and they're a little they're a little jokey with each other. I, I, Okay, but, but I mean, I guess I interpret it as, like, I can be a little, like, jokey, and I'm not flirting with you. I'm joking to deflect the fact that I'm very uncomfortable because you just kidnapped me, and I'm trying to play it cool because if I panic, there's, like, a much higher chance that I'll get shot. You see what I'm saying? No, no, so, I'm like, talking about, like, after, like, when they're meeting at, at their meet, you know, whatever, whatever that meeting is, the the resistance meeting. The AA meeting. <laughs> Aliens Anonymous. Um... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, what, I, I don't know. I I, th- I thought that was just a they cute didn't... little throwaway thing, and it, it's not like they were like, hey, you know, like we're gonna totally hook up and fuck later. And no, they were just. It was like <laughs> some. That's what I got from. Did no one else get that? That's what no, I. No, that's a hundred percent. What he he was like. She came. <laughs> I'm gonna do this thing. Okay, so I I missed I missed that he left the glasses. I thought when she knocked him out of the window, she also knocked the glasses out. And so when when I saw her at the meeting, I was like, oh my god, she's undercover for the aliens. No, I, yeah, I didn't I didn't go there with it. That's, I, that's I where I went. 
Click I the definitely link. was I, like obviously you you feel that after they they come like how the hell did they find it? Oh well, she works for the fucking TV station, whatever. No, I I was like, oh, she found the glasses, and so she found the meeting as well. Like, however, he found it, she found it. It makes sense. No, because she works for the TV station. She's undercover. Right. She's working with the aliens. Like, come on. And then yeah, she shows when, up when the, you see her later. It makes sense that that she was the one who gave away. Because I was thinking while the raid was happening, it was like, well, who the fuck gave the thing away? Like, I mean, they weren't she exactly the super rat. secret about it. Like the dude in the beginning is like handing out papers. Like, here are all the lists of every single safe house. Memorize it and then throw the paper away. Like, really? <laughs> That's your entire plan? Memorize the list and then destroy the paper? But you're handing it out to, like, everyone? It's the 80s, okay? Like, they didn't have technology. They couldn't text each other. They don't have Snapchat, all right? It doesn't disappear. (laughs) But, yeah, click that link I sent everybody and and go back and forth right there. Those are just photos of her. She does look demonic. There's, like, there's a a stare that she does. Um, Do you think she's wearing some kind of contact lens? Well, I've met her in person. That's her actual eye color. Really? Yeah. I mean, she has, she has a fairly large amount of, of uh, uh, eyeliner, but still, like, those are those are some intense eyes. They do Where look kind you? of green, though. I just want to validate whoever said that. Brian, was that you? They do look kind yeah. of green, but they're still, like, very, like, there's, like, no pigment to them at all. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, because of the film lights and she gets under certain lights and, like, they're just such light blue. Like, I don't know, it makes them look a little green, but it's only in certain shots. Like, okay. um, like inside that, um, right when she getting ready to knock him out of the window, um, I think it's the shot where she's like, you know, has a little drink in her hand and her eyes look a little green right there. I don't know what it is. Hmm, it's the colorist. Um, <laughs> where, where did you, where did you meet Meg Foster? Uh, oh, that was at a, a, a convention in 2012. Also where I met John Carpenter too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good times. Did you get a photo with either one of them? Oh, I got. You already I, know. I got the carpet. Uh, the yeah, it's I have that by my desk. Oh, nice, <laughs> right. nice, nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> he kisses it every night. <laughs> Good night, Good night, John. Good night, JC. I love you. <laughs> I'm, Bro, she I'm was praying in, to you. She was in Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe. Yeah, she was a uh, evil. Uh, evil Lynn. Yes, Evil Lynn. A Skeletor is like uh, I don't know weird. Maybe sexual partner slash henchman? <laughs> I don't know. Something's going on there. Mutual partner. That movie was so fucking weird. Oof. Courtney Cox is also in that. Really? I haven't seen that in so long. That's like Howard the Duck. You know, every now and again, you got to put it in just for a good laugh. It's just yeah, that's so the- fucking crazy out there. That's the same with Alan Quarterman in The Lost City of Gold with me. Oh, that's fair. That's just less funny and just more sad, though. <laughs> I like hokey stuff. <laughs> I didn't want to bring up. Um, I'm su- I'm surprised we haven't talked about it. Um, it is the only questionable moment, really, in the film for me. <laughs> it's the hotel sequence, and Roddy Piper's character has this weird backstory with his dad, and he's talking about like how his, you know his dad took him to church when he was a young kid, and then he turned mean and. He put a knife up to his neck and he was threatening to cut him. And he was oh, like, "No, daddy, he was please." Like running it back and forth or whatever. That and he left home. And then yeah. I feel like the only reason that that whole story is included in this movie is so he can he can say the the finish line at the end. I ain't daddy's little boy no more. Yeah, yeah. that has to be it, right? 
Yes, but like also he's like a wrestler and he's like the previous movie was like about frogs and fertile women <laughs> and he was like i need like fertile my chance to shine no 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 it was just like fertile humans and like the frogs were trying to impregnate them i read like right, the, right. the two sentence synopsis so i'm an expert um <laughs> but but no, no no so he was like i need to show what i can do to get out of my like wrestling rut like he was like probably feeling it and so like yes he wanted to say that line it was really cool but he was also like yes this is my chance like maybe he thought he was gonna get an oscar or something like i think like that yeah. was like very much on purpose he was like this is what i'm gonna do with my life you know yeah no this is the joker origin story moment for him yeah i think he was actually scared shitless to actually be, be, be the lead in the film uh <laughs> Even in the audio commentary he does with John Carpenter, he's just like, oh, man, I really suck here. <laughs> so all the moments where he's walking? No. Shut up. What is up with the walking <laughs> no, thing? No, 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 no. It's when he's talking. No. <laughs> I mean, they, they say he says it in the movie, like, oh, the first time he takes the glasses off, he's like, oh, man, these glasses get you high and you come down hard. I mean, what do you want, Gregsy? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying his his being drunk walking was bad. That's all I'm saying. It's because he was high, dude. Look, see you you got the emotion from no, his right. physical Every time performance. I have tried to act high, I have also spun around walls and then slid down them. Hey, it man, makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Those alien glasses, was, bro. Hell of a look, drug. Look, that was a choice that he made. It was the wrong choice. That's what I'm saying. Nah, it worked. He needed to go through that so that he could just easily pick up a shotgun and kill people. And, like, you can't have one without the other. Mm. And if you don't have one without the other, then you, you don't have a movie. You know what I'm saying? The, the aliens just win. Do you want you that? Know, sometimes old ladies win? with wristwatches just really set you off. And you got to chew bubble, bubble gum. And if you're out of bubble gum, there's no other choice. So all the, all the um, fascinators are just, like, connected through like a radio network where they can speak with each other. And they have like Apple watches that they can talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. like a th it's just interesting. They're all they're all they've all, you know. I don't think they normally talk to each other. Actually, actually no, now that I'm thinking about it, I think they can like communicate with like a heads like a, um, a headquarters cuz like the only time they really communicate is when they're like, "Oh, I've got someone who's awake or someone who's like not whatever." Who can see. Yeah, yeah who can see. I don't think they can like talk to each other. I don't think they care because they're really busy like doing their own thing. Like it's not like they're actively trying to take over the earth and enslave these people. Like like that one woman is just like trying to like get into a cab. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just integrated. Yeah. Like they're just like living here. Yeah. But they're but they're the ones also putting all of the subliminal shit and everything to to, to kind of mind well, control. They want to continue to live here and live well. Like, can you blame them? Uh, well, okay, so, like, if you want to come, like, live on planet Earth, I would say, like, the way to do that is be like, hey, humans, we're aliens. Can we cohabitate on this planet? Yeah, in what world we would can't that even ever cohabitate work? with come each other, on. bro. That's not, no, we, yeah, no, we can't even have, like, somebody from another country come over and be like, hey, can we, can we, like, live next to you? That, that doesn't fly. Let alone people that look scary. That <laughs> look right? like dead people. <laughs> No, you have to. It has to be undercover. Like I get it. I get it. It's fine. I don't know. I I, I would be pretty. I'd be pretty pissed. I'd I'd probably see. Found out your wife was a fascinator. Well, what? No, just if I found out my whole world. Like you know, like 
everything around you has been a complete sham. I would be pissed because I'd be like, why didn't anyone tell me? And how do I get in on all of this like good life that you people are living? Like I would be pissed because I would be like, what the hell? There's this whole secret that no, like not a single one of you bothered to tell me. Like you don't think <laughs> that I should know? Like what the hell? No, I would be pissed too. But like I'm not gonna go to war necessarily. Guys, don't ever hold a secret away. <laughs> from Kristen she'll get really upset no but like only if it's like a good one like if it's a good one like I'm colonizing the earth like that's a good secret tell me if you need help colonizing the earth you go to first Look, Kristen I'm your girl. Like, if, you, you. if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna like give us the money, you know, and like you know, invite me to these really cool no. like underground like galas. Yo, like I'm sure they. Like, it was all like I was watching who was a fascinator and who was not. It was all of the people who like were upper class, who had mm-hmm. money, or were politicians, or like worked in the media, or like had like some sort of high profile job. Those were who the fascinators were. Like it was all like the upper crust of society, right? Right. And so they had money and they had like a good life. And again, the woman, like, she was talking about, like, I don't remember her. Somebody like child. I don't remember. Whatever. Whatever. They were having this inane conversation as they were like waiting for the cab. And I was just like, what's wrong with it? Like, why? Why are you hating on them for like having a good life like don't you want a good life too you do like that's the whole point you don't get a good life by shooting everybody like that's <laughs> no, not how that's, it works okay? that's the point that's why they were shooting everyone because the people who had the good life were actively preventing anyone else from also having a good life they were had, had they shared the wealth had they created an equitable society so that everyone could also participate in having fucking jobs they would have probably been much more okay with it. And this is literally Which the argument is the between point of the fucking movie. Capitalism and socialism, right? I yes. look, I have no problem with this. I'll, if everyone we don't live in a social we live in America. This is not socialist. Like you want to have this conversation, let's move it to like another country. Well, but that's like, what this movie is saying though, is that the this capitalist um society, machine. yeah, that's that's the problem. You know, that's that's how like you can get brainwashed. It's because that's why they're telling you to buy, consume, and you know they're not telling you like. Well, yeah, I, guess, the, I guess the messages the aren't is... work harder. They're they're fucking they're consume. They're they're stay asleep. They're don't think about things. Have a family. Those are the messages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have a family and don't think. And isn't that what we're told to do every single day? And we're told to do that in socialist societies too. That's not necessarily the answer. I don't think the answer here. Like, if you live in a socialist society, it's to, you know, not have a family, don't get married, don't consume. Like, they're told those things, too, just maybe to a lesser extent than we are. I'm totally fine if people want to share the wealth. And that's I think that's kind of what I'm saying is, like, because of this society that we live in, most people don't want to share the wealth. And that's not just the upper class. You can talk to anyone in, like, middle class or even lower class. They don't want to share the wealth either. Do you know how many people vote like Republican who should not be voting Republican? Like they don't have businesses. They don't have anything. And they're still like, well, but when I get money, like you can't have it. And it's like, look, <laughs> like uh, what, what, what I'm supposed to like, again, that's what I'm saying is like, why are you going to be fighting the whole world? <laughs> so why don't you just like. Like let's just let's just talk and let's like let's see what's going on with the aliens because like I I have questions and like maybe they have answers I don't know. 
And like, look, actually, hold on. Let me get on my soapbox for a second here, because like, I wish you would. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, hold on. The whole fucking thing. We we live in in fucking Memphis, right? What is the the what the fuck do they say here? We 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 grit. We grit and grind. We grind. That's what they say. We grind. Grit and we grind. have like three fucking jobs. And we're like starting our own fucking business and we who has time to sleep and like that's not fucking Amen. healthy. What the fuck are you talking about? No. And you think those people, you think those people who work, you know, as many hours as they possibly can at the expense of their entire lives are when they get their money and hopefully they do are going to be like, actually, let me just pass it out to everybody. <laughs> No. Fuck no. I'm no. gonna keep mines. No. Come. <laughs> like you're fight you like it, it, for this premise to work, like you're gonna have to fight everybody. Everybody. Like this it's not it's not just the elite here. We have been so brainwashed. And that's what I'm saying is this movie doesn't make any sense to me because like people don't wanna People have been taught not to share. But you, but you don't know what people are doing. And we were, we're already told in the movie that most people do share your point of view. Most people do fall in line. We have this really small group of resistance fighters. They even say in the movie, like, oh, we, we, why, we should have more numbers here. Why do we not have more people? You know? I mean, like, and even, like, in the very beginning of the movie, like, it's, it's very fitting that... They give uh, the Frank character, Keith David, the black man, right, the the really sour outlook on the American dream, right? And even though him and Roddy Piper, they both are sharing the same fate in this little shanty town, working at the same construction job, but Roddy Piper still has faith in the American dream, right? Until he is woken up. Yeah, to me that Just like I mean, a white that, guy, right? Come on. I don't know that that. That's what I'm trying He's to say. He's a woke white guy, right? <laughs> that, to me, felt very appropriate. The black guy obviously is like, dude, it's fucked. Deal right? with it. Like, we've been dealing with it for a couple hundred years now. Are, are you just now realizing that it's kind of fucked? Cool. Yeah, I don't need fucking glasses to realize that the American dream is bullshit. Right? You can fight me for six minutes of screen time straight, but I'm still going to realize that the American dream is bullshit. Like, what... Oh, cool! You're a white guy who's who's gotten woke, Good right? But you. that's kind of what it felt like. I feel like I know a lot of people who are like this, like wrestler dude, and it's like I'm really glad that you just started paying attention to the way the world works. But like, I'm not going to yeah. join your crusade because, again, I'm not going to fight the whole world. <laughs> I don't know, but see, it's kind of like it's all it's always been there. Like Keith David even says in the movie, like he's like, you know, like the next time they shut down a steel mill, we're going to go fuck up their foreign cars. He's already talking about a revolution, and once he finds out mm -hmm. that it is no longer humans, he's like, yeah, let's go to fucking war. Let's fight the system. I mean, it's w w mm. this is the same you thing as what? Occupy Wall Street, right? I mean, this okay. is, that's the hipster, like, non-alien version of it. Okay, no, because it is aliens, I feel like it's uh, it, it throws everything up into... It, it creates new questions. If it was humans doing this to other humans, I'd be like, fuck those assholes. Go shoot them. I mean, don't actually shoot them. Uh, disclaimer. I mean, but, you, you know, oh, hold on. No. It's the dirty, hairy way. Hold on, hold on. No. Like, in real life, I can't. I have to say this on, on there. Okay, so, but, like, <laughs> on a movie, in a movie, like, if it's a human doing each other human, fuck those assholes. Go fucking kill them. I don't give a fuck. But if it's aliens 
who have come to like colonize our planet and have successfully colonized our planet. I'm like, wait a minute, let's find out some, I have questions. Like, like I want to know more information. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I think that's actually kind of where the disconnect comes in for me is, is because they're, is because they're aliens and that throws a whole curveball into it. If it's just a human being an asshole, well, fuck them. Like, I don't care about them. I mean, okay, so that, that that's where the discussion about the analogy of a movie versus the reality of what that movie could actually be with fucking aliens kind of breaks down. Like, you can discuss, all right, well, they're fucking aliens, so you should figure out their system and work with them or work against them or whatever. But the, isn't the point of the movie is that it is an, an analogy? That these are the, the elites or the white supremacists or the insert your social enemy here? That, that you could realize that maybe there's some some other malevolent force in the world that is working against you actively, that it's not just the universe and chaos and things are sometimes shitty. Maybe there is someone who is consciously, willfully working against you to, to make their own lives better at your sake. I, that's the to me that's the point of the movie so it's interesting to talk about like okay maybe there's an alien force and how would you join them but that's not the fucking point of the movie <laughs> but it did happen though because there's a large population of people that are in this film that are, are not aliens and they're part of them like they're you know white supremacy <laughs> I mean bro that wasn't even like a you know a big catch word in the news in 1988 though you know yeah no I don't I I I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I agree with what you're saying, but I feel like for me, it's just a little different because when you have aliens or some other thing that you've never heard of, it's like it is something that you've never heard of. I mean, when you look at humans sort of behaving badly, if you will, there's usually some sort of reason for it. And I think that is just as fascinating as aliens who could come to earth and colonize it like i like to know about both yeah. and i could speak yeah. extensively about well maybe not the aliens but i could speak extensively about like humans and and why they act out and what what they're kind of looking for and i think that's really interesting but i think there's also on um, we have at this point at least in our human evolution we have there are people that just cannot be saved and like what are you gonna do with them what are you gonna do and and if those are the people who are in charge then that i think creates a very interesting movie and where i could root for the destruction of the other but as it is i as a person cannot root for a whole annihilation like i just <laughs> as a I, I may be like slightly aggressive i don't know but like i just i just don't really think that you can like just wait, take out a whole. No, no, wait, wait, hold on, no, hold on. What, what, what These aliens what are on other planets. We see them traveling to other worlds in the film. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, travel yeah. too. Like, why are we killing them? Where are they going? I like. To, <laughs> what what, what go. she's saying, what she's saying is, is that if if they had shown a scene of them eating human brains <laughs> or drinking fair, blood, fair, or something yeah. like that, if they showed them doing something evil, yeah, then like they, actively destroying as opposed to just making. They're just us, chilling uh, okay, out. But, yeah. They're like. Buying food at the grocery store. Like, come on. Okay, okay, guys. Again, let me let me just state this. These guys have to go to a. They have to go to a battle just to break the signal, just so people can wake up, just so they can realize the reality of the world that they're living in. And we have no idea 
at the end of this movie how humanity they reacts were to it. Fighting the cops mostly, and the cops were mostly uh, just normal. Mostly people. humans, yeah, who were who were just following the system that they were working for. I mean, like the the inverse of this film, I would say, is is the concept of Star Trek, right? Like aliens come to Earth and humanity decides to band together and realize that there's something larger than us there there are other things in the world yeah because we did it right in star trek yeah we we like met each other in outer space yeah that's all first contact (laughs) that's how it should happen you know we get together and we talk you know you don't just fucking invade you know i just wake up one day and be like oh look at me i got yeah got like these weird alien human babies that with this i thought that i thought it was a woman but (laughs) does does your species have different sex or how did this happen Maybe they did come. Maybe they tried to talk. Maybe humans. Maybe they lived in America. And America was like, let's blow these motherfuckers up. And they were like, you know what? We're just going to like pretend that none of this happened. And you guys can't see us anymore. Like, <laughs> I get that. I would do that too. If someone tried to shoot me, I'd be like, and I had like a little like clicker thing. I don't know how it works. The signal. Like, I would totally like, just like wave my signal. Like, you can't see me. Leave me alone. I get yeah. that. I get that. But there are people who know about it, so the government already knows about it. So they already. They, they, and, and what I'm saying is, they probably did have an accord where they came and talked, and then they were like, "Well, most people would probably freak out if they found out that you scary-looking motherfuckers are here. So you're gonna have to put this fucking beam up, and you're gonna have to like, you know, uh, neuralize everybody so yeah. they can't fucking." And not see only it. that, not only is the government approving this, but they're probably paying the government too. Yeah. So like, honestly, we should be mad at the government, not the aliens. Well, I, 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 I think the aliens are supposed to be symbolic <laughs> for the government. The government. The government. So it's like, no, I we're don't in think a, like so. They're two different things. Eating its tail, like metaphor, <laughs> angry thing. I don't. What is happening? This guy's it's better. called the Orion or the Orin. Oh, sorry. man. It's, <laughs> all right. So I, I just want to specify real quick. This is both what this is a hundred percent what I fucking love about movies is conversations like this that that we can talk about the movie and talk about big concepts of life and existence and humanity and what it's like to be human and consider other races and other species and all of these things. I, what I see in this is is a really big misstep by Ray Bans. Did, did Ray Bans make those like, glasses? Why the hell did they not send, sell those fucking glasses? Are those Ray Bans? Right? Uh, that's what I, I, I do that's think where they my are. brain went. Yeah. Really? I mean, damn, man. Like, what the fuck, man? Everybody should be wearing those. Well, th- this mo- All right, so we said it was Do a low budget, but fucking right, man. It, this movie only made $13 million, bro. Nobody saw this. Nobody saw this? Bro, it made money. It got it got its money back. It made thirteen it, it, million, dude. Yeah, it made it, off a four million dollar budget. That is a huge return for a fucking John that Carpenter is, movie. That is not a huge return, all right. So you're getting the <laughs> studio for a John Carpenter movie, though. For a John Carpenter movie, it made back its budget in the first weekend. Its initial budget? No, it didn't. Remember, it says opening opening weekend remember four million. Studio, eight, remember, studios get half of gross. All right. So, like, if a movie makes thirteen million. That means the studio gets like, what is you know? That's like six point five. So they made two million off of this movie. Maybe Wait, so if opening weekend though. No, that's that's oh, all. Of it. Oh, sorry. It all did open it. up n- number I, I one. That, okay. Op- opening wow. weekend, it made four. It made four point <laughs> eight million dollars opening weekend, but then it, it, it's world. It's gross U.S. gross is thirteen million, uh, eight thousand nine hundred twenty-eight dollars. I'm sure they made more, you know, with DVD sales, and it's become a cult classic. I'm sure you own it, own at least three versions of it. 
<laughs> I gave you one um, of them. You did. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's, that's why I can say that. Um, <laughs> Got another one right here. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I had the VHS. I'm telling you, I know you owned at least three versions of it. I mean, it's a must-see, man. It's a staple, man. It's a staple hey, hey. 90s action, uh, 80s. I, I'm upset with myself that I didn't watch these type of movies uh, when I was younger because I wouldn't be so damn picky, and I'd probably be in love with it like you are. But I'm, I'm, I'm seeing all the boogers on it, and it makes me like, man. So I have to watch it multiple times, which I hate that I didn't get to see this What one are the boogers, time. bro? What boogers are you talking about? I, I, haven't, <laughs> I, haven't heard, I haven't heard a single booger yet. <laughs> Oh no! Like, like like I said, I I could I could feel the low budgetness of it in places, and and just and his age. So that that's that makes it. Man, you're crazy, crazy bro. I, I had to look around that stuff, you know. All right, look, let, let's put this in perspective. Alienation also came out in 1988. That had a budget of 16 million dollars. I want you to go back and watch that in comparison to this film. Right, this movie looks more expensive than Alienation. Like, uh, what, what's another movie that came out this year? Uh, Pumpkinhead. There you go, Stan Winston doing the special effects. Exact same budget, 1988. I mean, 1988. What do you want? It's before CGI. Like all these match no, shots and everything, man. Like I'm, it looks good. It looks great for its age, man. Like so I'm saying, but what I'm saying is I can see its age, and then so when I watch it, I have to get around that. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking it for it because for its time, it's, it's fucking great. I just don't understand uh, it, that, man. Like if it. it I don't understand how you can excuse it on fucking Goonies, and then when you get to this, it's, like, unexcusable. That's some bullshit. You were a child of the 80s. You know these fucking films. You know what you're getting yourself into. I've, what no, the fuck, I've man? seen – and, and I, I, just, I just explained that a second ago. I, I've, I've, I saw Goonies when I was a kid, so I've got, like, a preconceived, like, feeling on it. And this is, like, I'm something I'm – So every in. movie you see from the 80s and 90s, you're looking at it just with now eyes, and you can't understand because you've seen other films from the 80s and 90s, both – new and old it's just it's just a no-go in your brain you're just like no i all i see is the boogers <laughs> no i said i see it but then I, I i i appreciate what they're doing jared i i think this movie holds up not only in filmmaking but just the political ideas and the conversation that we've had tonight and like how the metaphors have transcended fucking time and almost now mean like different things and they can mean different things to different people i don't know man how many fucking movies uh, yeah. have we talked about can do that? Fucking Goonies can't fucking do that shit. No, we didn't. We didn't have a fucking fifty-minute conversation about the implications of Goonies. That's for sure. <laughs> Man, you're all riled up about Goonies. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying I mean, the movie's bad. I, I haven't said that. This know? is four years after the first Terminator movie. Like. I think they did a fuck ton with with four million dollars. Oh my god! It looks yeah. It, it it's yeah. This is very convincing. Half the budget it of Terminator has a great tone. Um, what do you think I of like the, the music? Score. Yeah, okay. I was just about that. I was, I was, I was like, yeah, I actually like the score. I think the one song that they played for the entire fucking movie. Was fuck you. There's <laughs> <laughs> that cool rocking guitar oh, with that like synth kind of. Okay, yeah. okay, all right. Legitimately, like. Beyond the fact that I, I I hate harmonicas and there's a whole like harmonica thing. What? Fuck you! That was so cool with him that... sitting on the edge of the thing and he plays the harmonica. <laughs> and it, no, that was so great. I don't know, man. I all right. I'm, I'm trying to preface. I'm trying to preface. <laughs> I personally hate harmonicas, 
I thought it worked really Wait, well. I'm, when I'm, I'm going to send I'm you a Dr. John to. album and see if you fucking hate harmonicas. <laughs> do you have like a tragic backstory about harmonicas? Like, why do you hate them? No, I just, I just, I no, just don't No, the correct like answer is yes, and you need to come up with something to justify this. I think Kristen's right. It's a flashback moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> harmonicas and slide guitars. What the I fuck, just... Griggs? If All there's right. a twang in it, I'm just like, fuck me in the face. It just doesn't work. It and can, harmonicas though. are it doesn't it, uh, I don't Dude, like. all you remember from the score anyway is bass. Boom 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 boom. Yes, that's what I said. The one song that is this <laughs> entire fucking score because that is the whole fucking thing. It's called and a they theme. just do it the whole time. Yeah, the theme that is repeated about 15 times. That's that's what a theme is. It's thematic. It I will say that. this this feels like the most appropriate score. They play that of, Indiana of Jones the four theme movies that much. we've talked about. Fuck you. But go ahead, Greg's. No, what, uh, uh, your, your theme. <laughs> what I was leading, what I was leading to, <laughs> is this is my favorite of the John Carpenter scores that we have heard so far. Oh, of the four movies that we have watched this month, this is this is the best score in my opinion, even if it is the most limited score. In in my perspective, I agree with that. It's the, yeah. I I'll agree with you here, Griggs. Here here. <laughs> it is a really good score. I wish they had written a little bit more. And, All right, stop and, stop. You're doing so good. No 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 less. no no. You did good. You did good. You were done. You were done. <laughs> Somebody cut him off. <laughs> I really loved his first sentence. It was just oh so moist oh. and delicious. And, oh. I mean, you, you you do edit the podcast, which, which we don't edit. But like in this situation, you might you can want cut to edit. this part out. You can cut this yeah, part yeah. out. I'll, I'll 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 give you the yeah. And so you know, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Thank you. That's a good button. <laughs> Just cut right there. Grab it. Grab it. I gave it to you. I'll give you plenty of time. Lead in. Lead out. You're good. And uh, are we at ratings? I don't know. Unless you want to go another 30 minutes. Oh, so Jared said yes. Jared said yes. We were talking about the, the cinematography and all. I super love the cinematography, man. I mean, Just the opening shots are great. I don't care if you were... Saying it was out of fucking focus, whatever. The way that it was. there were a lot of shots that were very out of focus, especially in in, in the opening thing. I mean, it was it was Gary B. Kibb again. I, like I I don't have much to say in the negative about it. No, it like, looks I, good. I I really liked all all the lighting. Felt very motivated. Uh, all the camera moves like really really worked for me. Nice compositions. Everybody looks good. Uh, he knows how to make those blue eyes sing. Um, yeah, man, looks good. You know, you guys say it's out of focus, but like if you look at those spherical lenses, a lot of those wide shots, bro, it's out of focus. The middle of them is perfectly in focus. You know, wide shot like shots on the spherical, the spherical anamorphic glass. I, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but that very first shot of him, he is out of focus. Yeah, it's it's long lens tracking shots where you're like, yeah, you know, you're you're like 500 fucking feet away, and and you're in that like quarter millimeter turn between like your completely out of focus or you're in at infinity and you're just at the in between i've worked with lenses that are this length it's really really hard to get them on in focus and back then they didn't have 15 monitors to look at they're like all right let me measure where he's at and he's out of focus and they maybe did one or two takes they're like all right he was in frame cool we're good move on it's, like, it's it makes that sense first that shot they're like yeah it's fine this stood out the most to me the rest of it's not bad at all that first shot's fucking amazing out of focus. It's awesome. It does look shot. cool. It's so cool. 
I love how the title comes in and it's graffiti. I love on the, the title, wall. dude. The title, oh, the, yeah. We didn't even oh, talk that's, about the title. that's so great. Yeah. Going going from the title to the that that fucking it's just spray paint on the thing. Yeah, it's great. I love that title so much. Yeah, I like all of okay. it. Maybe you guys just need to get this 4K copy so you can, like, I don't know, Honestly, see it proper. Honestly, I thought that the whole time I was watching it. Like, <laughs> I really wish I could have watched it I, twice, I Brian. Really, I, really I really feel like I... I was losing a lot with, with just the DVD transfer. I felt like I've let you down uh, because I've been so busy <laughs> and I wasn't able to watch this film in the way I should have. And I'll watch it again. But uh, I, I feel like you think that I hate this film, but I don't. I, I think it was fun. I think it was a good movie. I don't. I don't know how anyone could think that we hate this film after having almost two hours of <laughs> intense debate about the basic concepts of the film that it's talking about. Hey, hold up, and it's an hour thirty on my count here. All right, maybe an hour thirty-five. Let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, he's right. I'm. At, I'm sitting at hour and thirty-six. Yeah, I'm just saying, we're talking for longer than the movie actually runs. I'd say that's a good sign. We just hit that, so I think we did good. <laughs> all right, ratings, ladies, gentlemen. Who's going first? Uh, I will go first because I don't have too much to say, I guess. I don't know. Um, (laughs) um, I like this movie. I thought it was really uh, interesting. Uh, I thought it was downright creepy at times. I love the imagery. Um, Like, it's a little goofy, but that's okay. You know, it kind of, it sets a tone. Um, It's nice to see, uh, I always mess this guy's name up. It's nice to see Keith David. Young, I, I I can't remember very many Fucking films Keith David. that that he's in, but like I know he, I've seen him so many times, but it, like I don't know, it's, it was just really cool to see a younger version of him. Watch the thing, goddamn it, Jared! You gave that to me yesterday. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> that's that's it is Keith on HBO Davis Max for those of you who actually pay for streaming services. Just putting that out there. <gasps> there you go. I haven't had it. I don't get to watch movies. I watch movies for the podcast. So, like, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Jared, you're a filmmaker. You watch movies, bro. Come on. What are we? I do watch movies, but lately I just watch a lot of, like, TV. <sighs> oh. <laughs> modern TV is great, Brian. You can't kill yourself. Like, yeah, you can't do that with modern they're just TV. Like, they're just, like, 11-hour-long movies, okay? Yeah, they're shot really well. The lighting is really good. And I can just kind of, like, digest it. Like, when I watch a film, I feel like I got to, like, really watch it. And that's your fault. So, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So it's, it's like it's your fault, ha- Brian. Having this You're the podcast, reason why he wants to pay more attention. That's a to lie. He was doing that before I ever met this that's guy. That's true. It's true. But now, now I, you know, it's just kind of like you know. Now I have a book report every week. Um, and, uh, <laughs> no, now you have an excuse to watch really interesting movies that you might not have otherwise watched. God damn it. And then, and then when I show up to class like today, where I've been like you know hung over for a week basically, uh, and, and I didn't study that well, and you know only only kind of really skimmed through the book, and you know uh, just kind of like you know coasting. I'm like I'm like the guy who's doing the presentation with the class who didn't really do the homework, and I'm like uh huh, me too, right? That's what Kristen is here for. for oh, when, I know, man. She's for fucking there tonight. Is a little too hungover. Oh man, yeah. Um, but no, man. I, I find the movie to be very entertaining. Um, I, I didn't expect much from from Roddy Piper, and I, I did anybody else find him funny? Like 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 find oh, yeah. like his his okay yeah so yeah I was like you know I, I found him amusing you know I, I was like and especially all the all the wrestling <laughs> stuff man 
like like the choreography feels so loose and set up. I don't know. It just it, it just I was like I can't believe they're going here. Dude, they shot they shot that whole fight scene in fucking three days. That was not loose. Chore- it feels like they shot it in five minutes, bro. Uh, like no, <laughs> I'm fucking with you. They bro. shot it in less time than it actually is on. Screen. You're gonna make me cry. That's how quickly. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> it took them how long to shoot that? Three days. That feels like a long time for that. What? It does feel like a long time. Guys, you have to remember, too, this is not like modern Jason Bourne era where we're getting like a punch or half a punch and then we're cutting. These guys are doing a lot of this shit. In, uh, they're, they're delivering like five or six punches that are connecting and they look like they connect pretty well all in one shot. I mean, that takes a shit ton of rehearsal to get that right. That's fair. It's also like a yeah. five minute scene. Like it took for like the whole scene. It is, took it is forever. a really long it is, scene. It is. It is. But I like how long it goes. And then you think it's over and then it starts up again. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> and then he's like, he picks up that board and like breaks the back window. And they have that moment where they're like, <laughs> oh. like oh, okay, never mind. Was that his car? We should, we should no, no, no. Fighting. Oh my God. My wife and he my says son. Sorry, asked like me it that. was his car. And I was like, that's not his fucking car. What Why would he care like that? No, no, yeah. he's, t- he's apologizing like that because he does, he just wants to to put the fucking glasses on he doesn't want to murder the motherfucker and kill him so that's the moment when he realizes when he he makes that connection he breaks the back window it's like oh shit like if i had hit you with that board bro like i could have i could really fucked you up okay that did not come through at all yeah really? i thought that was his car I, he's no. like bitch you broke my dude back he's window. fucking homeless yeah, he, like we saw them yeah. walking around like why <laughs> that's was why i was confused he, he has apologized a car, like he just broke his his car and i was very yeah, yeah. confused yeah no, he's like Look. sorry. He's like you know, and, and, and like you even see Keith David, he, like he's got a bottle in his hand and he throws the bottle down. Like, like he even he like breaks it against the car and he's like, oh. I thought he was like shit. I broke I broke too much off. I can't stab you with this now. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was like this is this is stupid. You know, it's like I'll I'll punch you and, and kick your ass, but Just I'm not going to kill you. Put the fucking glasses on. Damn, how hard is it to put some glasses on? Five out of ten, Brian. No, um. <laughs> no, I. Uh... <laughs> As Brian slumps out of the frame, Brian just is laying on the floor, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, Brian, come back, come back, and I'll tell you my real rating. There he is. Okay, I'm gonna give this movie an eight. I think it's very entertaining. I think it looks good. Uh, I think it's worth watching multiple times. I think it's fucking creepy as all get out. It will make you think. Uh, it will make you have a two-hour conversation. I guarantee it. Here, here. Who's next? <laughs> Flip a coin. Come I guess on. Me. I'll go. I'll there go. you go. Go, Chris. There you go. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought all of the cinematography was great. I really thought that um, the costumes were, you know, I, I, I said, I said it, I said it in the last movie too. The the costumes. Um, Almost people dressed really well in the eighties. Maybe that was just like an eighties thing. It's a good possibility. Yeah, you know, everyone was it was booming in the eighties, so I love the I, purple I on uh Keith David too. Like he's got the purple <laughs> yeah. sweatshirt and he's got the, the purple yeah. like wife beater. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like very interesting costume choices, which I really like, but considering they're like migrants, like I'm like, mm, really? Uh anyway. Uh I enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the main character was an idiot. 
I kind of hated him. I was like, what is wrong with you? Appropriately, apparently. <laughs> uh, I thought everyone else was like, great. And, you know, I, I don't think I said this like on like the actual podcast, but I did say this last week. Like one of the, you know, my my thing, what I really, really enjoy more than anything else are like really great characters and really great like dialogue. And this movie, John Carpenter does not have very fleshed out characters or dialogue and this movie still did not really have that much dialogue but it had more dialogue but the characters were very interesting they were there I was like I was like very sucked in I also really loved the score um I thought yes this was like the best score that we've heard so far um yeah I would mm, I would give this maybe an 8.5. I really, Ooh, I really wow. liked it. I know. I really liked it. And I think the only, the, if, if there was more dialogue, I think I would, that's the only thing that could really increase the score. I, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty great. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I kind of like that the main character is an idiot because like, I don't really root for him, but like, I'll watch what shenanigans he'll get into. You know what I'm saying? Like it works. It works. What do you mean more dialogue? You know, like I really they talk more. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, but like I mean, like what? Like, are you talking about like more character development, or are you talking about like I, I need more, more one-liners? Like, yeah, like no, not one-liners. Like, I actually I really enjoy like when characters have back and forth when it's like entertaining. When it's like I'm sitting there, okay. Like my favorite thing is to have a conversation with people and hear what they're thinking, and then like I'll say, you know, and like we can like kind of build on it. And so like I like when they do that in movies too. Like I want to hear like people's thoughts and there's like the main character doesn't really think in this he just kind of shoots people well aliens whatever uh he doesn't really think and so he talks shit to, he talks shit to people in a bar his name is he not talks shit to people, he talks shit to people at a grocery store okay yeah. i was like dude you need to sit down like you're not that cute like you can't just go around <laughs> doing that like that's not cool like i don't care if they're aliens like that's just rude anyway that's like putting perfume on a pig. <laughs> Lipstick on a hog. Yeah, like I don't need one-liners like that. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> he has that really great like back and forth with, uh, who is it, Holly? The the demonic girl that he kidnaps. Yeah, uh, blue eyes. And that's great. And she like, like she like, like they have like a nice banter. I enjoyed that a lot. Like that was really great. And like that guy um, towards like uh, towards the end, and he's like showing them around like the aliens. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever. George I love that. That was great yeah. too. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about when I say like I want more dialogue, <laughs> more yeah, uh, more scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. But I, I will say, wait, hold on. But I will say in this when they have the scenes with no dialogue. They actually, like, I was, like, very into, like, um, uh, the last movie we watched had really great uh, production design, and I enjoyed watching them as well, but not as much as this one. Like, this one, I think, with the production design, with all of the cinematography, with all of whatever, all of all of everything that goes into making a movie, uh, and the score, like, everything, I was, like, I was, like, very intrigued by what was going to happen. Uh, whereas, normally, I'm just, like, okay this is cool but nothing is happening and so like yeah I, I feel like this one like it definitely stepped up a lot agree oh, it, see guys that's how re fucking reviews done right there god damn that's what I'm talking about 8.5 loved it alright Griggs you want to go next you were going last 
Uh, I'll let you go last so you can finish us out on the highest of the notes. Um, I'm going to give this a 9.5. Um, I felt like from from the get-go, um, we were there in tone. I felt the 80s. I felt the, the, the overall, like, some people are living large. Some people are really fucking low. Like, you have to go from, from Colorado to wherever the hell this town is just to find a goddamn job working construction. <laughs> I really love the opening scenes. Um, I really love the shanty town and, and the people that were living there. And uh, maybe this is a shifty preacher guy that's like working his own angle. Maybe he's not. And then we see this weird church and we don't know what's going on. Like the, I just bought in from for the whole first act. I really fucking loved it. As soon as they flip the switch and they're like, yeah, there's fucking aliens. Uh, I really, really loved that as an allegorical concept and and we've spent an hour and a half talking about it (laughs) and we could probably spend triple that talking more about this as a concept and that's what i love about movies that's what i love about stories and the ways that that they um they connect with us on on an emotional level on a visceral level on a sociological level um and i thought this this movie worked really well in in doing all of those things um I kind of love that I don't always love the protagonist as a character. Um, I I personally don't feel like it's it's always necessary to directly relate with with the person who we're seeing, you know, the eyes through the eyes of of them for their story. Um, I I really like when it's like sometimes it's an antihero, sometimes it's a it's an unlikable character and you're spending most of the time trying to figure out like, why are we looking through this person's perspective? Um, I thought all of the sub characters in this were really well fleshed out. were were really well thought through. I fucking love Keith David in this. Um, yeah. <laughs> like every, every single time Keith David is on screen, I'm like, just give me more of him, please. Um, I really love the Holly character her whole thing even with like the oh maybe she's cool maybe she's not cool uh even the the bullshit like oh now i i know you as another female character that we've connected with so now we're gonna have a love story that kind of worked really well for her character because it gave you a momentary like like movie trope that you're gonna connect to and then and then they flipped it around again for like the third time Man, there's just so much to love about this film. Like, like even even the recurring themes with the with the music and the score worked really well for it. I thought the the score was the best. Again, I'll say it again. This was the best score that we've heard from the four John Carpenter movies that we've watched this month. Um, Gary B. Kibb is fucking killing it with all the cinematography. The editing really worked for me. I love all the the tone setting moments. Um, everything breathes really really well. I would love to watch this in a higher resolution, maybe at, at the very least Blu-ray, if not 4K. Um, I feel like this movie could stand the test of watching several times. It, it came out in 88, and we're watching in 2021. It, I, this was my first time watching. I've only seen it once. I, I'm definitely going to watch it again, and I think everyone should definitely see this. This It's just a fucking killer movie, man. Here, here, yes! All right, th- there's hope for you guys. I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, of course I'm giving this a 10 uh, I are. think this is Yay. a masterpiece this is this is John Carpenter's last really great film um, it's, well not his last really great film it's his last 
like straight up masterpiece. This thing is um, really something to behold. I love the pace of this film. I love how the story draws you in. I like, yes, Roddy Roddy Piper is not the uh, rowdy Roddy Piper. He's not the best um, actor in the world, but I think he he gets by just as good as Arnold Schwarzenegger. You look at those early Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah, he he he's look. This is like his raw deal. He's better than Schwarzenegger was in that movie. It's a shame he didn't get a chance to go on to do something else. Um, the social political commentary in this movie is extremely hand fisted, but I think that works in the film's favor. Yeah, I have to agree for sure. It's kind of like a Dawn of the Dead, um, and I bring up Dawn of the Dead because that's another one of those like early like seventies movies. Um, that, you know, it's almost ten, I think it's ten. 10 or more years before this movie. And it's just one of those movies that wears his commentary very, very much on his sleeve. It's like, Oh yes. Like people are zombies now. And of course they're coming to a mall, you know, consumerism very much the themes of this movie. But I feel like as much as those are praised and deservedly Dawn of the dead is a great film. Um, it deserves to be praised. I don't, I don't latch onto those ideas like I do. And they live. There is so much here that it's not just about consumerism. Uh, consumerism. Uh, it's not just about capitalism. There's something here that you can identify a lot of different groups with. Thinking about like uh, these aliens in terms of like being the Nazis and how like they 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 they're brainwashing people to be asleep, and it's just like you know like how Nazi Germany was like, oh yeah, like obviously you know all Jewish people are bad, and you can put a lot of different scenarios in this movie and make it work and. I think that's the the beauty of being a little vague and, you know, and also wearing things on very much on your sleeve, you know, and, and just being like very bold about everything. And when you see this, especially when you're younger, I, you know, there's a lot of political ideas in here that are very interesting um, that, that make you think about your world and, and what you currently live in and what your government's doing to you and what, what other governments are doing around the world. And, those are also interesting ideas. Um, and even when you get to an adult, you know, and I love the fact that this is, this is put in a ridiculously like just insane Arnold Schwarzenegger action film. And this is, this is, this is what you do with filmmaking. You take your ideas that you want to sell people, which John Carpenter is literally wanting to say like, look, Reaganomics is bad. You know, this, this is capitalism is, is, run rampant and there are people suffering for that and nobody gives a fuck you know and then you can put that in a fun action movie and entertain people and then you know what maybe and when they're watching this film they actually think about that for the first time hopefully they've had yeah. that thought before but you know maybe you're reaching somebody new that's what art should be right it should be something that is entertaining that I want to engage with, but at the same time, it's also teaching me something not about myself, but also about my environment that I'm living in and my world that I live in. And when you can do that with a horror and science fiction action thriller, like what the fuck? Oh my God. For three to $4 million, get the fuck out of here. I just can't believe. I mean, this is something really fucking special. This is, this is withstood the test of time. Three to $4 million. I mean, we're, we're, this is like Night of the Living Dead ballpark here. Like, this is this is huge. Eight point seven million in today's money. Yeah, eight point seven million. You, you're gonna make this movie for eight point seven million. 
<laughs> in today's money. Let me, let me put. Let me. We could probably do it. Oh, we could do. All right, it. All right. Really, Jared? Let me. Let me. Let me put things in a little bit more perspective. <laughs> Scream cost ten million dollars in nineteen ninety six. That's double the budget of this. Do you, does Scream have anything in that film that even approaches the scale of this? Fuck no. Drew Barrymore. So That's today's sad. money, uh, uh, <laughs> today's money scream was made for sixteen million, sixteen point four million, sixteen point five. I mean, screams that that's that's an extremely impressive budget, but they also had Drew Barrymore and yeah. a lot of TV actors that were popular at the time. Right? Yeah, yeah, they're paying for the actors, and it looked cool. great, and it was done really well. The the like the the camera and all that stuff. It's, it's all it's just screams fucking quality, bro. Um, Nate, no argument here. Scream doesn't have the boogers <laughs> that this one has. <laughs> god damn i can't use the word booger um <laughs> and with that you've been listening to the movie crew podcast if you guys want to get in touch with us you can send us an email to the movie crew at gmail.com that's the movie crew crew spelled c-r-e-w-e that's right extra e at the end of the word crew at gmail.com and guys if you want to next month is listener request month so please send us a recommendation that you have to the movie crew at gmail.com or uh, you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter uh, or Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram at Check the Gate, on Twitter at Jared B. Callen, or on Apple Podcasts with my other podcast, Toro Stories. And Griggs, where can they follow you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G R I G G S Y Media. And Kristen, where can the audience find you? You can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene. And that's Kristen with a K and an I. And you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. And we're going to close out the show tonight. We're going to do two tracks because, like we said, the score is amazing. Uh, we're going to be playing uh, track number 10 titled Wake Up, followed by track number 5 titled All Out of Bubblegum. <laughs> and this is from composer John Carpenter and... Alan Horrith. Enjoy. Spoiler alert, it's actually the same song twice. <laughs> <laughs> now that's savage. <laughs> Jared, I think we're gonna have to just like permanently mute Grixie. Can how do how do we do that? <laughs> uh, we just don't invite him back next oh. week. <laughs> oh okay. All right, that's how we do that. <laughs>
Jerry, can you not make noise this time, please? All right. <laughs> but she's not savage. Oh. No, last Me? week she was completely savage. <laughs> what? Last week on the podcast, bro. No, she's always savage. What? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't remember this. I'm going to do a savage cut. <laughs> do a, like a super cut. A super savage. <laughs> the like super, super savage sad. Kristen cut. It's just, just three hours of is it? Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Were they? It's not. <laughs> I'm just questioning so that you no. can elaborate further. No, you're not questioning. It's I'm not a question. <laughs> it's a statement. Uh, I'm just it? curious on hmm. your thoughts. That's all. <laughs> It, it always lands in a great moment, though. It's very funny. Are you? Oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, but they were in love, and you were like, oh, really? Were they? <laughs> but were they? It's a valid question. <laughs> yes. No, no. It said not. love on the poster. <laughs> it's about love. They should put that on the box. 